I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Too much opinion, not enough time. The Final Word with Jason Cundy on Talk Sport. This one moment I can say, 50-50, of, of course, if the referee the, didn't give the, the penalty to us, I accept, sure, I accept, sure. It's a difficult moment for the referee, but I don't say it's a dive. I don't say it's a dive because I think it's not, it's not, uh, it's not true. There was no penalty. It was a creation from the referee, and that's it. I think uh, the decision is wrong, and that's it. I'm not so uh, happy with the overall level in the second half. I think our level dropped in the second half, and uh, we missed... Uh, Many chances to, to kill the game, uh, number two, number three, goal uh, should have been scored. I just heard there from Watford boss Marcus Silva and Arsenal boss Arsene Wenger after Watford's victory yesterday. Uh, talk about the penalty, that was the, the, the game show. You can argue actually, Dino, that the, the chance that fell to Ozil, where he hasn't finished that, 1v1 with the goalkeeper, hit it straight at him. It was actually an easier save than it should have been. If he scores that, the game's dead as far as I'm concerned. Then, of course, minutes later, you got the other end. They get a penalty. I thought it was a soft penalty. I can see where the referee's given it, but I thought it was soft. I thought it was a penalty. There was contact. Um, You know, I watched uh, Ian Wright talking about it afterwards, saying um, he thought it was a soft penalty like you, but Mm. he he didn't think it was a disgraceful decision. I didn't think it was the worst decision I've ever seen. But I thought if that had been given against me, I would be a little bit disappointed. There's not... Because he's travelling at such pace... There was contact. There was contact, yeah. absolutely. But when you're travelling at that pace and you go and you put your foot in and you don't win the ball, it gives the referee a decision to make. And there's, there's the problem. Hey, forget that for a minute. What about Troy Deeney's remarks? <laughs> go on. What about them remarks that he's come out with? He's basically said Arsenal lack kahunas. Soft. Yeah. He, he's actually said... I mean, I'd be raging if I was a defender at Arsenal. When, when, I, when I watched that, he actually said, I actually like him. He comes out and he speaks the yeah, truth agreed, and he talks agreed. well. He said, uh, call me the equaliser. Yeah, <laughs> call me the equaliser. He said, I've come on the pitch and I've run on and I thought, who fancies it? Yes, exactly. What and saying. I've gone round them all and I've tried it. I've tried it on all of them. Let's see if you fancy a bit of physical. Mm. And none of them fancied it. Mm. It's easy to say that, though, when you do get the result. You know, it's, it's one thing, you know, I don't doubt he's, he's a big physical presence, brilliant in the air, Troy Deeney. He's a better player than I think the most people give him credit for. I think he's technically really good. Scores. Scores goals. Had a big influence on the way the game went. But when you come off the bench and you can put in a performance and, and, you, and you change the game effectively, you know, it's fair enough, right? Well, do you know what? Like saying, I'm saying that the defenders are raging. If I was Arsene Wenger, I'd put that 
interview on tomorrow tomorrow morning. I would sit all the players in the room mm. and I would say, watch this. And then I'd say, what do you think of what he just said? But hasn't he got a point though? Because yeah, Arsenal, sh- Arsenal shouldn't have lost that game. You can always you can always concede a goal later on. We know that. But they were in a, in a very dominant, commanding position, and they've gone from that taking three points to taking nothing. Now, the, the penalty is one thing, but the second goal that they conceded is something different. When you've got Tom Cleverley wa- literally walking onto a ball on the edge in, on the on the penalty spot, s- stroking it in like it's a, a, a finishing exercise on the training ground, there's something not quite right there. What about Jacka? Was it Jacka? Let him Great run. Jacka, 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 right? Defensive midfield player. You know, we talk about uh, this de- this role as a defensive midfield player. Mm-hmm. What Makalele used to do for Chelsea, mm-hmm. that role. Mm-hmm. What Kante does. Mm-hmm. That role, you can't just put anyone there. You've got to put someone there who smells danger before it happens, sees danger, snubs it out quick over the ground. How can Jacka not track? Tom Cleverly there and think that ball might get... He's marking him and he's just let him. But he's staring at the, the game. What it, ball watching? It's, it's, a, it's one of those positions that has become... It's always been an important position, but in, in the modern game now, because you play one up top and then you can have a few more men in the middle of the park, that position has become so crucial. Mm. And when you, get a, when you get a top-class holding midfield, like Kante is, like McAlealy was... You have that player there. It allows you to be a different player. Chelsea missed McAuley yesterday. It exposed David Luiz, um, Aspilicueta and, and Cahill because he wasn't in there doing that job. Mm. And you, you saw a different side to Chelsea yesterday because he wasn't there. And people perhaps overlook it. It's defensive midfielder. Try and find a top draw, world-class defensive midfielder. You're going to have to pay a huge amount of money for him. Well, he snubs it out before it happens. Yeah. So yeah. when you're watching the game, the opposition pass the ball wide. Whereas if McAuley wasn't there, they're passing it into the front, into the strikers, and right. centre-backs look as if they're in trouble. Um, just Troy Deeney wouldn't rough John Terry up for a start. Well, he'd have that a go. That never happened. He'd have a go. It would it'd, never it'd, happen. It'd, it'd, it'd be a good battle. It'd be a battle. Uh, what he's saying there is he can rough up the Arsenal centre-backs. Mm. But what you're saying about uh, the defensive midfield player, Graeme Souness, who I worked with most of my career, yep. and was I was assistant manager to him for six years at Newcastle and Blackburn, yeah. that was his position. And his simple instructions to that midfield player was, right, for 90 minutes today, never go in front of the ball. So when the ball, wherever the ball is, make sure you go side of it and stay behind the ball. And that's what he used to say to, whether it was to Nicky Butt, Gary Flickcroft at Blackburn, or Two Guy, mm. he used to say to him, make sure the ball is always in front of you. Really, you're another defender. Mm, well, that's exactly what you are. You're it allows a defender, those players. You've got to have a defensive brain. It allows those players in front of you to uh, to, to to go and do whatever they uh, want to do. Uh, but next up, though, we are going to talk about Crystal Palace. Uh, Roy Hodgson got his first three points as Crystal Palace manager. Chelsea yesterday were awful, shocking, worryingly bad. Let's hear from both managers, Conte, but first Hodgson. Chelsea weren't the champions of England by a large margin for nothing. Uh, they were champions because they were a very good team with very good players. And uh, for us today to get the result we got and to get it, I think, by stealing nothing and, and uh, deserving everything we got because we had to fight for every, every metre of grass out there, it's something we can be proud of. It's a difficult moment for us and uh, we must be very good to try to overcome this uh, this situation, we have many, many players with uh, injury, important players, and uh, we have to to try to uh, 
to continue to work and uh, and this season this season will be will be very difficult for us and for this reason uh, me my staff my players and uh, we have to put not uh, only 100% because uh, it won't be easy it won't be enough to put 100% uh, they were both managers there, and Hodgson, and then finally Antonio Conte. I covered that game, Dino, and um, I have to say that Crystal Palace were excellent. The way they set themselves up, they play four four two. They had Zaha up top with Townsend. They ran Chelsea's back three ragged. Two wingers. They played up top. They played four four two. But what they did, they played a very narrow four. So wherever the ball was, let's say the ball's on the right, everyone comes across. And they condense the pitch. So basically, they, they're playing in half a pitch. So if Chelsea want to switch the ball, which they tried to a number of times, that long ball which was going out to Alonso, they gambled. They said Alonso can have it. We don't mind him having it. But I'll tell you what you're not going to do. You're not going to pick us apart in the middle of the park here. And they Who played the wide pitch. for them then? Who was in the wide area? They had... Because the two wingers left... are playing up front, aren't they? Uh, yes, because they had no, they got no strikers. Because, of, of course, um, Benteke is injured. Injured, yeah. Um, and I um, can't remember else. He's got a long-term injury. The other striker whose name eludes uh, me. He's, uh, Connor Wickham. There you go. Thank you very yeah. much. Connor Wickham. Uh, and, but the way that they play... I'll get the team in a second. I'll show you, show you what they did. But they had a four, and they made a nice, narrow four, a three in the middle, nice and tight. So Chelsea couldn't play those little passes. And I was a little... Dis- I, was, I was so disappointed in the attitude of a number of players. Kante didn't play, OK? But that's, that's OK. That shouldn't matter. We brought Bakayoko, and you've got Fabregas in there, OK? That, that should be enough. But, but what happened was the pace of... Zaha and Townsend playing in behind and Hodgson got his tactics absolutely spot on. He stretched Chelsea's back three and they were dragging the three centre-halves into areas they didn't want to really go. Plus, Chelsea were giving the ball away. Chelsea's retention was bad. Hazard had one. William is having one. David Luiz had a bit of an attitude problem as far as I could see yesterday. Didn't, didn't look as though he respected Palace. Um, I think went on there thinking, I'm David Luiz, I'm Brazilian, I can come on and turn up, we're top, we won the Premier League last season. And it just goes to show how tough this league is. Chelsea, one of the worst performances I've seen by a Chelsea side in a number of years. What were the front three? Well, Chelsea, Chelsea played uh, the way they normally play, they played three, four, three. So it was Hazard, William and Batchway. Batchway. What happened there? Looks, Bit of Bat- an attitude getting Bat- dragged no, off. I don't think Batchway is, well... I don't think he's a centre forward. He's a goal scorer. He's a poacher. He's one of those players that his movement isn't particularly great. He doesn't make things happen. He reacts to what's going on around him as opposed to being proactive. He's reactive. And in and around the six-yard box, and you'd know this as a goal scorer yourself, he comes alive. That's where he's good. So when the ball bounces, he reacts quickly. What he won't do is make those runs in behind. He's static. And as soon as he went off, and I felt for him, but that had to happen. He had to come off. As soon as he did that, went Hazard, William and Pedro and Chelsea's movement, pace, we caused Palace one or two problems. But it's an incredibly disappointing result. So did they not switch play? Did they not switch it quick enough? Did they not keep the ball enough or did they not cross the ball? Didn't switch it quick enough. Didn't move the ball quick enough when we had possession. Had four or five touches when two or three would do and slowed the pace of the game down. And I, I was disappointed in us and the fact that we couldn't work out that conundrum, couldn't work it out quickly enough. And again, you've got to give Palace credit. They deserved that yesterday. They, mm. were, they were by far the better side. Chelsea nearly got... Chelsea nearly come away with a point. It wouldn't have been deserved, but nearly come away with that. That point. was as near as an absolute cert result. Seven games, seven defeats, 
no goals, and they beat Chelsea. Typical Chelsea, that, Coupon right? buster. That was a coupon buster. But Roy Hodgson now, and you do this show with Andy regularly yeah. every week. Andy guys, hammers him. Andy hammers him, calls him Hodgesaurus, but yesterday he was not Hodgesaurus. Let me tell you now, he got his tactics absolutely spot. And from what I saw last yesterday, Palace will not go down. Well, that's a That's, that's a, a good, big statement. That's a big statement because Perry's, Perry Groves had him down two weeks ago, and Andy's got him already relegated, but... I said at the time when they were saying it, I thought uh, three times last year, I thought Swansea were going to go down yep. and they got out of it. Football yep. is, that's why it's such Dino, a what about league. when Leicester, when Nigel Pearson was at Leicester, right? They they were down as far as I'm concerned. They were down three yeah. seasons ago. Yeah, can't you can't score a goal. You don't look like, where where's your next win coming from? That's the one. Where is our next win coming from? And Palace, that result yesterday, but every supporter, every Palace supporter thought they were going to get beat. Well, Roy Hodgson didn't. I'll tell you what two other players didn't. Is, is Townsend and Zaha. Those two boys t- together, Townsend was outstanding. So was, so was Zaha. But those two boys there ran their socks off and they absolutely believed they would go out and win Will they do it next week? Well, this That's is the, the question mark about them too. Listen, they need a number of things to happen. They needed to bring their A game and they needed Chelsea to turn up and be arrogant like we were. And both of those things happened. So you you need the opposition not to turn up, and Chelsea didn't, but Palace did, and that's key. And if they turn up like that, they they, they I've got a feeling that if Hodgson can keep getting that out of them, they will stay up. And that's you know th- th- this is one of the worst starts to Premier League history ever. Yeah, but they I'm, turned I'm, over I'm the pleased, I'm pleased for Roy because he wouldn't have slept for the last six or seven weeks. Yeah, yeah. And last night he would have probably had a good night's sleep, and he would have enjoyed his Sunday dinner today. What about Chelsea then? Well, Chelsea, uh, Marat is obviously missing and they've lost Costa as well. See, the, If you lose yeah. your best player, you're in trouble. And look what happened to Liverpool when they lost Suarez. Spurs lost Gareth Bale. When you lose your best player, no matter what league you're in, even if you're in the conference or League Two, if you lose your best player, then it's going to affect your results and the number of points you get at some point. So yesterday, obviously... Uh, you can't see it, but I would imagine they missed the centre forward. Miss Maratta desperately, um, but I, I've, I've, I can't, I can't even look for any sympathy as a Chelsea fan because the transfer window's just shut. We're after Lorente. Chelsea dithered and dallied and didn't get Lorente. Batchway clearly wasn't the man on the manager's um, top uh, top list because he didn't play him that many times. Didn't bring him on against Man City last time out, do you know? Because he went off Maratta, so. Chelsea have got one or two issues here. Can I just say, Jace, my, my father played for Liverpool, right, for 12 seasons and got transferred to Swansea. And in the bottom of the wardrobe, he had a bin liner and he used to pull out the cuttings of Billy Little. My dad played with Billy Little in the 50s and it, it just Bill Shankly just arrived as my dad left. Right. So my dad got transferred to Swansea. So my dad used to say things to me that they used to say to him at Liverpool that he was brought up on. So my dad... Like install things in me that I didn't even know basics right. that they used to talk about at Liverpool, and then I signed for Swansea. John Toshak was my first manager. Phil Borsma, Doug Livermore, and he signed Emlyn Hughes, Tommy Smith. He signed all them players. So when I was a young player at Swansea, I found Toshak was saying the same things as my dad. Mm. The basics and the team is everything, and stop dribbling with the ball, stop having too many touches, pass and move. Who do you think you are? Scored a few goals, have we? And all that happened over the years. And then Graeme Souness become my manager. 
and he's saying the same things to me. And he's telling me stories about what happened at Liverpool. And I mix with Kenny Daglish and Alan Hansen some and all Some big names you're tracking out now. Well, you mix... dropped some big names here, no, Dino. They all talk the same way. Phil Neal, Alan Kennedy, they all talk the same way as if... When you speak, it's like speaking to the same person when you speak to all of them. They've all been drilled into the Liverpool way of winning trophies and winning things. You see what Costa's done? People don't realise what Costa has done to Chelsea. What he's done is absolutely scandalous, what he's done for me. I know the manager sent him a text message, and the reason the manager sent him a text message is he must have lost all respect for him. He wanted to leave in January, Costa. Well, the manager's lost respect for him. He wouldn't send that text message. You wouldn't send that text message to a player. I'm a manager. I'd never send a text message like that to a player. No. But he must have done something bad to Costa for him to just sling that message out to him. He must have done something that we don't know about behind the scenes. But what he's done, he's undermined Chelsea. He's, he has took player power to another level. He's actually decided what club he's going to and okay. refuse to come I, back to training. I have, I have an opinion that, on this. That messes football clubs up. Right, we have an opinion on this. We're going to that round wouldn't up have happened at Le- That wouldn't have happened at Liverpool, Jase. Well, it happened with Sterling. Well, Didn't Sterling do well, that? Well, I mean, to, I'm, I'm on about in them days. In football, them days. Listen, football has changed. Football, listen, we're going to talk about that. We're going to round up Chelsea and we're going to look at Arsenal as well. They were one up against Watford but come away with zero points. Love to hear from you what we've been discussing. 08717 Yes, hello, good evening and welcome to the second and final hour of The Final World. Me, Jason Cundy, here on TalkSport. Over the next hour, we'll continue to look back at all the weekend's Premier League action. We're talking Arsenal and why it's going wrong for Arsene Wenger again after the defeat at Watford. Also looking at why Antonio Conte is struggling at Chelsea, plus whether anyone can stop Manchester City this season. And it's time for Everton to look for a new manager and ditch Cooman, 087722 You can text 81899, email via the website talksport.com or tweet me directly at Jason Gundy05. Joining me in the studio to help with that and plus much, much more is former Liverpool striker Dean Saunders, as well as the ex West Ham Ford Dean Ash. It's double Dino, everyone. This is the final word. Me, Jason Gundy here on Talksport. Yes, I am in the middle of a Dino sandwich, Mr. Saunders and Mr. Ashton. There's worse sandwiches you could be in, Jase. <laughs> there's one, there's defi- definitely, I'm meat. De- definitely one thick slice and one thin slice. There? There's a big thick, thick bit of ham in the middle. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's kick off and uh, talk about what happened at Everton earlier today. Um, I'll speak to you, Mr. Ashton. They were they were one nil down. Managed to claw back what was going to be a vital penalty from Wayne Rooney, but it doesn't detract from the fact that Everton really are struggling under Koeman, aren't they? They are, yeah. I mean, we, I think Saga's had a caller on who'd said that both me and Dean had talked about how they had a tough start in terms of their fixtures, Everton, but they had some good good fixtures coming up and then we'll, we'll decide how they're getting on and they've just they've carried on that poor form, haven't they? They just look so laboured and the game of football eventually it still comes down to a foot race. It still comes down to somebody being quicker than somebody else in the simple simple facts of the matter. And you, you see that with Manchester City and, and with Manchester United with their, with their quick players. Eventually, it just comes down to somebody just being too quick mm. and beating somebody in, that, in the final third. And they've just got nobody. They've got absolutely nobody to frighten uh, the opposition defenders. And, and it, means that, it means that teams can make it difficult for them and just squeeze them. If you're not going to make play that ball in behind, then you can deny Rooney and Sigurdsson the space to come short and, and collect it. Rooney started up top. Um, 
And I thought it was a bad signing at the time. I thought it was a vanity signing from Everton. I don't think they needed him. They were going down a very different route. You look at all the signings they were making. They were players for the future, younger players. Um, and they signed Rooney. And, and you mentioned about the, the lack of pace. There is no real pace. Calvert-Lewin is, is the bright spark up top. He's the one that I think they're going to place a huge amount of responsibility on those young shoulders because I think he's the only one that can play up top. Well, he's he's the quick well he's he's the quickest and he makes good runs in behind. He, he showed that against Manchester City away. I thought he was excellent in in that game. Is he, he a was. is he a real forward though? Is he a is he a goal scorer? Because you still have to have somebody that that knows where the goal is and that's going to be a goal threat. And and I don't quite see him being that player. Do you know? Do you know when it, like, I still can't? I'm puzzled by the whole thing. I mean. Everton fans are gonna who watch the games every week are gonna boo me off here when I <laughs> when I say but and obviously there's form involved. Mm-hmm. But when I look through the squad and the team, it looks like a good team to yeah, me. Yeah, it a, does. Like you look Pickford in goals, right? More sought after goalkeeper. When they played a back three, the back three that I'd be quite happy picking, Jaggy Elka, Williams and Keane. They signed Keane. Good young English centre back. Williams is struggling a little bit though, isn't he? Obviously it's... I said form. Right, yeah, there's a, a few yeah. of them out of form, mm. and when you're out of form, you look a bit laboured. You look as if you're a yard slower than you really are. Baines, left back, left wing back. Coleman, who's injured but will be fit soon, as right wing back. Then you go into midfield. Good midfield. Schneidlin, is it Gay? Gay? Yeah, yeah, Gay, gay yeah. and and Sigurdsson. Yep. There's a defensive-minded player, a get-around-the-pitch player, and an out-and-out goal scorer who supplies and scores mm-hmm. as the midfield three. So far, so good. Then you look up the top end of the pitch, Wayne Rooney. Well, t- is Balassi still there? Balassi's injured. He's been injured. He's, injured. Yeah. He's been injured for quite some time. So yeah. the front three, Calvert-Lewin, looks like a good, promising young yeah, yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. They've got Morales, who's just coming off the bench or whatever. Mm. They've got Balassi. Who's, who else have they got up there? Well, they've got the boy Sandro that they, they signed for about £5 million, pounds, who, who I think is miles away from anywhere being good enough for the Premier League. Niasi? Uh, Niasi, I mean, you, you go back in the transfer window. Ronald Koeman couldn't give him away, Niasi. Niasi's now come back into favour because they've got no one else up top. And it's been a failure to replace Lukaku. What they've tried to do is you're never going to be able to replace those goals. You're never going to be able to replace that type of player. And they've almost tried to spread the goals around because I think their second highest goal scorer last season, I'll check the figures, I think it was Ross Barkley were about eight. And Lukaku had something ridiculous, over 30 goals in all competitions, something stupid. So they had to try and bridge that gap between losing Lukaku's goals and not having enough goals spread around the pitch. But what they haven't done, they haven't replaced the centre forward. So they may well be trying to place the goals elsewhere around the pitch, but they haven't tried to replace well, the, the striker. Jace, they haven't got a striker, Everton. I'm coming to that point. When you go through all them players, they're all good players, them. They're all, all lot of them. You, I mean, on form, some of them you'd look at and say, he's, he's, the Everton fans will be going, he's having a nightmare right now. But form is temporary. Class is permanent. These players have proved... They can play in the Premier League every week in, in a team that's so, winning. So, are you are you directing your criticism maybe elsewhere at the manager? Maybe the, at, at, the, at not at the failure to go and buy that striker. If you put Lukaku back in this team, would all them look as bad as they look now? No, Lukaku gives you something completely different. Many United fans, you win one nil. Well, well, yeah, but he, he has a goal in. But also, it's not, if you take even if you take Lukaku's goals away, 
you still have someone up there with a physical presence, someone who can who can you can perhaps build off or or turn them around. Is pace their pace up top? You mentioned it, Dean. They've got no pace. No. They are so pedestrian going forward. Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, you've even got the young lad Luckman who's hardly getting a, a kick. You know, so a young lad that probably would give him a bit of freedom. He'd go and destroy a, destroy a fullback or at least make runs in behind you. Players like Sigurdsson and Rooney, they they. It's essential they have somebody that runs beyond. Because then that You're opens right. up the space for them to be creative and, and do what they've done throughout their careers and been brilliant at. But if you haven't got that player that's going to run in behind, it's, it's How pointless. much do they sell Lukaku for? 75 million? Well, let's say... Call it 75 million. Rumoured. Do you know how much you need to replace Lukaku? 75 million. <laughs> you're right. Otherwise, yeah. you're getting a player who's not as good as him. But that's the, But isn't that the problem when you become a club that, that sells a, an asset for a huge amount of money and then you go and buy someone like Sigurdsson? They spent 50 on Sigurdsson, by the way. Yeah. He'll score. All right. But he will that, score. But they, I, you're spending £50 million on a creative midfielder, yet that creative midfielder doesn't have someone he can work off. That doesn't make sense to me. No, you need someone, um, like Dean said, you do need somebody who's willing to run without the ball in behind defences and doesn't get fed up at making runs and not getting the ball. Because the others uses runs to get on the ball and make things happen. Why were they so, Why did they chase... Sigurdsson's a good player. I'm not, I'm not suggesting for one second he's not. But spending £50 million on a creative midfielder who scores free kicks and, you know... Is a good player. It's a huge amount of money when you don't have that centre forward that that he will be looking to to thread balls through. Does course, that? It does. It, it's almost like they've got half a puzzle. Especially when once you've once you've taken Wayne Rooney, once you know they were chasing Sigurdsson for a long time, I know. But once you know you've got Wayne Rooney, there's no point in going and getting a replica in in Sigurdsson. But they got, why, why no do point. they go and get Wayne Rooney? It's, it's, Where would you play Wayne Rooney? I wouldn't play him. So hang on. Dean, right? Say you're the manager of Everton, right? And you've got Wayne Rooney. Where would you play him? I play him as a ten, and I would. But then well, you, just, you wouldn't play him at all. I, I think. Listen, I've seen Rooney over the last two years at Manchester United and England. The game slows down. He has too many touches. He's not the Rooney we knew five, six years ago. I would not have gone near Rooney. I think it's a backward step for Everton. I, I would like to play with him. I'd like to be the number nine when Wayne Rooney's playing number ten because I know he put me in. I don't know whether you'd get it, Dino. I think, I you think might, he will, Lloyd. I don't know got... whether you would, honestly. I think Rooney, Rooney five years ago, he'd find you. Rooney can't do it these days. He can't get about the pitch. He can't influence the game. If you're buying Sigurdsson, why did you need Rooney? Rooney's 150 grand a week. That's a huge salary for Everton. Do you I know mean, he's it'll... only 31? He's not 35. No, I know, no, like, no. everybody ages differently, but he's only 31. There's a lot of miles on, those, on that clock, though. Dean, I've said this to you before, right? I've got a player. You're the agent. I'm the, man, I'm the Well, I'll, you be the manager. What I'm I, the agent, what, what, right? What am I? I've what made am you I? a call. I've made a call to you, right? Yeah. You're a Premier League manager. I'm an agent. Right, Dean, I've got this player. He's 31. That's all right. He scored 256 goals for Man United what? or whatever it is. Brilliant. Right, he's 31. He's not 35, he's 31. He's England's record goal scorer with 50-odd goals. Class. And he's a free transfer. Do you want him? Where does he sign? <laughs> yes, but that's why Everton yeah, signed yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know his that, wages are big, but, but that. But come on, but that. That's I. Do you want me to, okay, I'll try Go and sell then. you the same player, right? I'll try. Here's me telling the same player, right? <laughs> Go on, hang on. This is. Hang on, you've got to remember, I'm a better agent than you. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm. I'm trying to sell someone else. Go on, okay? you. And you here's. Go on. A, I've got another player you want to buy, right? Yeah. But I'm saying, why would you want to buy Wayne Rooney? Okay. 
His legs have gone, okay? He's 31 years of age, plays like he's 35. Harsh. He can't run anymore. His goal-scoring record has gone. Can't get a Man United's team. Can't get an England's team. He's on his way down, but he wants 150 grand away. I can get you a player who's five, six, seven years younger and is going to be on half his wages. Who? Where's, where, where's, where's, where's Nias? Get him back. <laughs> where's he gone? Get him back in. You know, there's, there's two different ways. Who is it then? Who is that player? It's young Dean Saunders. He's seven, <laughs> he's seven years younger than him. Go on. I'll tell you after the break. And he's free. <laughs> it was obvious that there were more, had more defensive approach. I think that was obvious, but that's completely fine. So after the game, we, they wanted... It looked for me like they wanted a point. If they can't get three, they take it, of course. But we wanted three, so they are happy. We are not happy, so that's easy. But only we were dominant, that's all. But it's a home game so um, from us, so we should be dominant. And um, I was, I'm was, i OK with the performance. We came for three, but uh, in the second half, we felt, um, we felt difficult to do that with the match, with the dynamics it has. I know that probably you think we were defensive and they were offensive. Well, you are at home and you don't move anything. I don't know. I was waiting for that. He didn't. I think he did well. Honestly, I think he did well. Shots fired. Uh, you heard there from Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp and Manchester United manager Jose Mourinho after the ball draw yesterday. Hell Classico. Dean was one of the uh, headlines in the paper. Yeah. Um, I said to Andy uh, Goldstein on uh, midweek, I thought this would be, um, I thought Jose would go about his business the way that he did. Um, it is up to Liverpool to try and break down Man United. They're the, they are the home side. But I just wonder, because I, I fancied United for the title, but you look at that performance and you think to yourself, that might have been able to win a title without a team like Man City in the league. But you look at what City are doing now. It's almost like a point away at Liverpool defensively set up is that going to be enough to win them the title this this year yeah it still it still might be i think yes of course manchester city look fantastic unbeatable just like they're going to steamroll or everyone that isn't that isn't going to happen every week this it's just not but i think you look at jose looks at the at the, at the fixtures and he goes away at liverpool at anfield a point is a good result because yep. manchester city have got to go there yep. And they might struggle, although they did go to Stamford Bridge and win, which was a big, big result. But they might go to Anfield and struggle. Mm-hmm. Get your points. Don't don't lose against your rivals and then go and beat everyone else, and you'll be pretty much there or thereabouts. What, I, what I'm sick of hearing from managers is, oh, we're, we were the team that came for the three points. We, we're the team that playing to win. So what? You've still, you know, Liverpool got found out again that they haven't got a striker. All the other teams have got top level strikers that are going to win them games when it's hard and when teams are going to sit in and Liverpool haven't mm. what well, doesn't it make you f- frustrated they've got Daniel Sturridge there you know what you're saying there they've got him there Sturridge is there can't stay fit doesn't can't, fan- doesn't can't rely him, on him great player say great player he's a really really good player for me mm. really talented and he's there sitting there that's the player if you had to sign him with his talent, how much would he cost? Sturridge. When he's fit, yeah. That looking... was the player I was talking but about. But you're right what you're saying about managers. <laughs> yeah, 50, 60 million, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, you are. Let's go Jose Mourinho, just, go just on, saying, go on, Jose Mourinho, as he, he, he plots his way to the title. Yeah. 
Is that a bad result? Man United, a draw at Liverpool. It's not. No, it's not a bad result at all. It's a no, good no, result. No. But, but the, what, they didn't play very well, but admittedly. The, but, but Jose went there. The, Jose got the game Jose was after and he was hoping to nick something. And do you know what? I've seen Jose do it too many times for, for that not to work. But I'm just the question I'm asking is in a season where you've got someone like City who go there to, to, win, it, to win every single game. I, I wonder whether... You can get away with it this year. I wonder whether you By need way, to be a bit more attacking to win the title this year. Jace, he brought he brought uh, Rashford on and Lingard. Mm. He didn't bring two defenders on when he made his changes. Mm. He brought them two on. They had no impact. They were terrible second half. Let's go and speak to John, who is a Liverpool fan, who has dialed 08717 John, evening and good, welcome. Good evening, boys. Good evening, evening John. Um, legend boy, Dean Saunders. Um, Where are you from? Where are you from? I'm 40. I'm Ronda. from Aberdeles. All oh, right, not far. Nice. Yeah. Hey, what I was going to say is, why now then, um, yesterday I thought the referee, I thought, was an absolute disgrace. They reckon he was man of the match. Now, what about them two penalties again? Coutinho when he was fouled and also Salah when he was fouled. Why also wasn't Lukaku sent off for that stamp on our player? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, John. I, honestly, it's amazing how fans can just use words to, to, to manipulate the scene. No, no, come on. Finish. Stamp. He come on. He could have finished our player's career. Uh, John, do you know what? I've seen those given on, on Coutinho. That, that's the only one I would think may be a penalty. I'm sorry that Lukaku's situation, I think, is just an accident. John, because you're Welsh, oh, no. I'm going to yes. agree with you and I'm going to disagree with you, right? <laughs> yes. the, it was a penalty on Coutinho yes. when you looked it's at it closely. Yeah, but the stamp wasn't a stamp. It, he didn't even know he was there. <laughs> it was an accidental... He fell on him. It were, he didn't mean it. I don't think he meant it. And I think it was a penalty. So, because you're Welsh... Half and half. Yeah. I'm going to half and just, half with you. You, you remind me, I've, I've, sorry, John, I've got, I've got friends who are Liverpool fans and yesterday I was winding them up after the game and, and they sound just like yourself, like so many excuses and I was throwing at them, where is the striker that you should have gone and got in the summer and the centre-back? And they just, my friends were the same, they were just skirting around the, the issues. I mean, I, I was winding up saying you should never have sold Andy Carroll. You know, it's, it's just, you need that player... In, in tough games that are going to win you matches. And it's yeah. no good having 15 number 10s that look great. You need that cutting edge eventually. John, what do you think's well, wrong? Well, what do you think's wrong, know. John? John, what do you well, think's wrong? Well, I think, obviously, we had, a, in fairness to them, they had a great keeper in De Gea, and he always seems to play well against Liverpool, in fairness to him. But also, like, the, the changes we make, like Coutinho went off yesterday, he was running the show. I was show. surprised at that. Now, and Salah. We had a free kick right at the end, about 10 minutes to go, and it would have been Coutinho's territory. He would have probably whipped up all over the wall, straight in the top corner. He wasn't even on the field. <laughs> and also, why don't we give Woodburn and Solanke a chance, knowing that Sturridge is in, you know, unfortunately, he's not fit. Shall I tell you what I think's wrong? I am paid to do it. <laughs> right, quite simply. John, are you there? You still there? Yes, You're still yeah, there. Right. Yes. Answer me, yes or no. Do you think the two goalkeepers are great goalkeepers? Yes, I do. I think the two of them are great. No, it means the Liverpool goalkeepers, John, goalkeepers. Not the United goalkeepers. Like Carrius and, and Mignolet. Do you think they're great goalkeepers? I'd say Mignolet is, but I'd say Carrius isn't. Reason being, Mignolet has broken the record by saving eight penalties in the Premiership. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, t- I'll tell you my opinion. I'll tell you my opinion. I think they're good. 
They're not great. They're number two. The pair of them. Do you think the left back's a great player, Moreno? Uh, No. Do you think Robertson? Right, you said enough. No. Do you think Matip is a great player? Yes. Yes. I don't. Do you think Lovren is a great player? Yes. I don't. I think he's not bad. Do you think the right back, who's a young kid, is a great player? Uh, yes, I do. I think the two of them are He good might be in the future, but right now he's not for me. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. your problem. You you haven't got one great player, in okay. my opinion, in the back four. Let, let, let's move that forward. John, thanks for the call. Let's move that forward again. Could any of those back five, or let's say six, including two goalkeepers, I'll come to you, Dean, get in Man City's team? No. Are they getting in Man United's team? No. no. Are they getting in Spurs' team? No. I know Chelsea were dog yesterday, but they're not getting in Chelsea's team either. No. So there is. There is your problem. And... And if you've got that problem, then you look at the people you've got in front. If you stuck Kante in front of that defence, they might be all right. You might get away with it. I can't, I but can't Anderson go over Moreno. And Chan, Moreno. How is he playing? You couldn't find him with the radar last year. You had James <laughs> Milner. Yeah, James Milner keeping him yeah. out of left back. So what's happened? He's brought Robinson. I don't know. Why, why is he suddenly playing every I, game? I don't know. But I mean, yesterday that wasn't necessarily the problem. But you're making a point over the over the season going into yesterday's game. They kept hey, a clean sheet yesterday. They kept right? a clean sheet and they defended well. And the Moreno team. probably had his best game defensively that he's had. He's never he, he made a mistake. But I've watched him, and I am a bit critical of fullbacks anyway because. Them, you know, but I, no, but I, I do Dean think they can that. see all the game. He just yeah. said that about Robinson. They're he, for eight. Listen, whenever I've seen him play, he looks decent. He looked over the halfway line, he looks good. He, he whipped in a ball playing yeah. for Scotland the other day when um, when they played their last World Cup qualifier. Brilliant ball whipped across the face of the. the Chase, goal. I've managed teams right, and I've learned. I learned over the time you 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 keep faith with certain players right, so, and what it, too much faith? Yeah, you keep like. I mean, for, I've looked. I, I've looked Why at though? Moreno. Why? Right, he, he he plays James Miller instead of him because he's getting caught out position. He's not seeing danger quick enough. He's not. He's letting people get inside him. He's letting the ball go over his head. He's nowhere near his centre backs. He's he's up the pitch too early before the ball's in total control of the team. He gets it wrong too many times. Right, so he he puts James Miller in there and plays James Miller at left back, who you can rely on. So Moreno's on his way out the door. He signs Robertson. Because he thinks he's, he'll step in that shoe. And for some reason, I don't know what James Milner has done, but he's put Moreno back in the team. You, he, will make, even as player, he will make even the as, same mistakes, Dean. Even the, even the players will be going, what is he thinking? You know, he they'll, they'll, be, they'll be talking, they'll be saying, what happened? The only it? thing I can come up with is that James Milner said to the manager, I don't want to play left back anymore. Yeah, that could that be. Yeah, never that, say that, Jace. No, but that's all I can yeah, think of. I couldn't of. imagine him saying that. I've, no, I've worked with him. No, but I, he'd, never, he'd never say that. He'd play anywhere. But that's all I can think of. That makes sense. Yeah, well, it wasn't... Hey, by the way, it wasn't his fault yesterday. They kept a clean sheet, no, no, which is great. Is the positive sorry, sorry, to come out of that for Liverpool yesterday, they kept a clean sheet against Man United, which yeah. people thought they couldn't. Yeah, but Jose went there making sure... that. I mean, I felt for Lukaku a little bit. Yes, at times he did, did look a little disinterested, but I thought he was a little isolated. Didn't get enough bodies around him. And they made sure at Man United they weren't going to give Liverpool any cheap goals. And that's why Jose goes about... I'll tell you what, work. Jace, right? There's a... You know these vests they wear? Yep. The GPS yes, vests, yep. right? James Milner, like I had them when I was managing, and they, they plug the, the GPS into the laptop, and right. you can see, and the most important stat on them, on them laptops is how many dynamic sprints you make in a game. That's all I used to look at. Because football, like Dean just said, is about foot race and sprinting. Mm. So all the training is designed to run 17 metres as fast as you can, as many times as you possibly can. If you're a striker and you can keep running down the channels all afternoon, 
Eventually, you're going to get in. So I used to look at it, and James Milner was every season the highest in the Premier League. He averaged 75 dynamic sprints a game. Sometimes he'd be 65, sometimes 80, but his average was 75. So I used to look at our players, and, and I used to say to them, James Milner's 75, I'm going to count how many sprints you make today, all of you. I want to know how many Lukaku done yesterday. I played in his position. They must, they must. Only you can stop you running. Uh, OK, let's turn our attention, boys, to Manchester City. They are on course to break all sorts of records in the Premier League. Dean Ashton made the point earlier um, that it's not going to happen. There are going to be hiccups on the way. We expect that. Uh, at the moment, though, it has to be said, they look frightening. Yeah, you remember, you remember when Steven Gerrard was playing for Liverpool and Suarez, they had Sterling on the right, Suarez, Sturridge... Mm. Gerard in midfield, and he thought, if I was playing against Liverpool now, I'd man Mark Ger- Gerard. Mm. Yeah. But what about Sturridge? What are we going to do about Sturridge? But Gerard's the one that, that he was finding them, wasn't he? Yeah. So they had four that you think, well, we better we can't man Mark all of them. Man City. Now I'm starting to look at the front, the front part of their pitch. Yeah, you didn't want to Sane, say numbers, didn't Sterling, De Bruyne, Aguero, Jesus. They just look like they're having like enjoying the football, and it's like I'm cutting the ball back to you for you to have a tap in. I'm next time it's the other way around, and De Bruyne is striking them from outside the box like ridiculous feet. They just they just look at the minute they just look as if they're all enjoying it. They're playing full of confidence, pace, power, and talent. I mean, you're right in terms when you start seeing teams like you say passing it around in the 18 yard box. That's a worry. I've never played in a team where I'd want to pass it across <laughs> across mm. the goal for them to tap it in if I can score. I've never played in a team like that. Mm. Arsenal done it with Perez, Lundberg, that team. Overmars, Henri, Burkamp. They they started scoring. They're scoring them type of goals. Them goals they scored Saturday, seven goals, were unbelievable. Mm. But we're, start, we're really starting to see Guardiola's philosophy sort of seep right into the team. So I, I didn't think I didn't think you could win this title by just attacking. Now it's not just attacking. You might be they right. Have, they have good, well I might be right, but because I'm starting to, to reevaluate. I'm starting to think now that you can actually win the Premier League title by just purely going out there to outscore the opposition. Now Liverpool tried it a couple of seasons ago. They come unstuck. They conceded fifty goals that year. They finished second and should really have won it, but from the, the slip and one or two other results from Gerrard. But I'm starting to believe that you can, and I'm starting to, to feel that Guardiola could win this title without actually worrying. What that's the word? Worrying about defending. I don't. I don't think we've seen this type of football, have we? Ever in the Premier League? Not not to the devastation that they've shown in in recent games. I don't think we have. I don't think we've seen it as good as. It's been in the last few weeks in terms of destroying teams. But the Premier League is incredible. It's incredibly difficult. You know, Chelsea going away and losing at, at Palace. You just I don't think you see results like that in, in other leagues. And there's gonna so there is gonna be games where they've got a few a few players out, they come up against a, a West Brom away, for example, and <laughs> or, lo- so, or lose a bit of belief if they lose a little bit of belief. A couple of lose, defeats. Where are they going to lose belief? Gonna, well, if they get a couple lose, of defeats. I, I, the only way honestly, they lose belief is if Jesus, De Bruyne, the two Silvers, Sterling, all pick up injuries at the same time. Jess, that's how it feels right now. But the Premier League yeah. is the Premier League. You yeah. couldn't see Chelsea getting beat ever. But uh, now the, it, they they can't keep going like that. The last the last three Premier League games. They've scored five, five, and seven at home. 
<laughs> he scored 17 goals at home in the last the last three home It's a long Premier time League since game. they've been beat at home, isn't it? Um, it's a lot of games. It, can't, it might, might be Chelsea, you know, last season. Yeah. Might, that's, that's the last time they may well have been beaten uh, at home. But they they are going to outscore teams. That, that's how it... And I have to say, the movement, the pace. I saw them at Stamford Bridge. They beat Chelsea 1-0. They were by far the better side. It was 1-0. It flattered Chelsea. Chelsea actually might have got a point out of it in the end. Um, but... They were devastated. The best side I've seen at Stamford Bridge in a number of do seasons. You know, do you know what? That Edison's impressed me. He's really impressed me, the goalkeeper, in the way that he does come. I know he got clattered by Martin, but the amount of times he comes out and bails some of the defenders out when the ball goes flicks over the top, he comes out and clears it or or, or just gets the ball and passes it out to the fullback. I've been, I've been really impressed because that was a, a huge that problem was a weak from the point, last wasn't season, it? wasn't it? If you're, looking from, if you're looking for a chink in the armour... Here we go. Right, they've gone five, five, seven. If you're looking for the chink, turn the clock back. Liverpool, when Mane gets sent off, he's cleaned through. Mm-hmm. Right, if he gets the ball first, he scores. Mm-hmm. Salah should have put should have scored three goals mm-hmm. before Mane got sent off. Liverpool should have been three nil up. They were the better side. It's true. He's got down the side of Otamendi down that channel. Yep. That's their weak link. Whenever they play a three, I think they played a three that particular day. When they play a three, Chelsea's struggled. That's the way you play against a three. But it's a very brave, it's a very brave decision to go two up top against Manchester City because Chelsea. What Chelsea Saint Conte made was he went five across the back and then three in the middle of the park, and he left the space for for David Silva to drop and just pick passes. If there's a better player in the Premier League at the minute than Kevin De Bruyne, I don't know who he is. De Bruyne at the moment is just on a different level. Mm. Those two passes that he set up, those two goals yesterday, there are very few players in world football that can do that. The ver- it's the variety, isn't it? He can, he can, one minute he can properly whip the, the cross in, the next minute he can just feed a, feed a pass through. He's got absolutely every single th- pass in the book. I think is going to be a superstar. Ugh, he he's already a star. He's well, well on I think way, he's right? going to be a superstar. He sees, he see. I've watched his body language when the ball's on the opposite side of the pitch. He sees the opportunity. He knows where to run. He can, he can anticipate. But what about the pace? Well, it's lightning. Have. But him and Sterling and Jesus, the pace is just crippling. You, you Defending against that, you may be out of track one run. He might be out of track two. But if you do and you get sucked into those areas, they've got David Silva, Bernardo Silva dropping, you had, dropping somewhere you had, else. You had, you had a young, a young, was it, I think he was 18 or something, Stoke lad making his debut, wasn't he, yesterday? Do you know what, lad? You, you're going to just play against Sane today. <laughs> Get tight to him. Imagine oh, how it feels today. As Ron Atkinson said to Earl Barrett in the cup final, he said, Earl, Ryan Giggs is playing on the left for Man United today. Let's be honest, Ryan Giggs, given time and space, he can destroy anybody. So don't give him any. <laughs> so, there you go. How's, how's that for a team talk? Too much opinion, not enough time. The final word with Jason Cundy on Talk Sport.